Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with my co-host and Hall of Famer, Leanne Whippen. And uh, we're coming to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in the Portland, Oregon area. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Well, it's a unique name for a unique company that's led by a unique guy, uh, Richard Fergola from Fergalicious Barbecue over in Kansas. And they're getting ready for the Royal. And Richard, welcome, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure. Yeah. Leanne says good things about you. Is that true? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know, man. She, I don't know. She may not have seen the real me yet. I don't know. Uh, I've been <laughs> no. around you quite a bit. I don't know. <laughs> you have. You have. You have. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh huh. So let's kind of start from the top. How did you get started in this crazy business? Oh wow. You know. Um, well, you know, it's uh, it's funny. Um, so the wife and I used to sit here on the couch at the house and, and watch uh, barbecue pit masters. And of course, you know, Leanne was on those first couple of seasons. So, you know, we got, uh, we got addicted to watching the show and, um, you know, watch those first few seasons and um, just never, you know, I was a, a college and high school wrestling coach. I was a full-time teacher. Um, and when I retired from, uh, well, when I left teaching and went into the administrative um, or an administrative role, um, my colleagues got me a, um, a seat for a CBJ class to become a KCBS uh, certified barbecue judge. And so I went and did that and, uh, went and judged my first contest and kind of the rest was history. Um, after that, we kind of judged five contests, uh, to get things started and, and, uh, where we were just blown away by how cool this, this whole competition barbecue thing was, we were kind of blown away by it. And, started Fergalicious and actually our son, um, our youngest son, he's a senior now, but when he was six years old, we were just driving by an empty restaurant here in town. And he just out of nowhere, just kind of blurted out, you know, daddy, you should buy that place and call it Fergalicious barbecue. And I don't know how he knew what Fergalicious was at six years old. Um, wow. but we were like, we were like, that's our song or that's our, our name. And, uh, um, and then just a few short later, a few years later, I'm, I'm on barbecue pit masters myself for the first time. So, um, everything happened really fast. I mean, really, especially after being on Pitmasters, it just, everything kind of started to steamroll and we had our first rub come out. And then, you know, a couple of years later I was on chopped and actually I think Leanne was on the same season of chopped that I was on, um, yeah, just, was a different, just, a, just a different <laughs> episode. Um, and, uh, you know, and then we were just recently on food network again on barbecue USA and, and, you know, we're, we're talking to some other people about some other shows. Um, so it's just all happened in, in a, in a quick 10 year time span. Um, and here we are, you know, it's 160 contests later and, and, uh, just running and gunning. (laughs) 
Well, that sounds truly like the American barbecue dream right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's a big step, and I'm not going to say anything that you don't already know, and Leanne can verify me a thousand percent of this, but it's a big step to jump into the restaurant business. It's one thing to compete, but when you jump into the restaurant business, uh, I'm sure there's times when you said, maybe I'm out of my mind. Well, I don't, we don't have a restaurant. Um, I never, I, I, yeah, we never did that. So, um, that was definitely one thing that I stayed away from, um, just because I didn't want to do that. So in 2018, um, I had the opportunity to start a brand new barbecue store here in Kansas city, actually in Olathe. And, uh, and I just, and and actually the original idea of the store was going to be a Fergalicious barbecue restaurant and a barbecue store at one. Um, and I just told the people that I was going to do this with, that I wasn't interested in the, in the uh, restaurant piece, just make the whole thing a barbecue store and I'll be the face of it and run it. And, uh, so that's what we did. So from 2018 till just this April, um, that's what I did. And then I left there in April to kind of pursue Fergalicious full time. And actually back in February, um, I met the, well, I didn't meet them. I already knew them, but uh, a couple of the owners from Proud Souls Barbecue in Denver um, came to take my, my class in February and we just started chatting and we decided that we wanted to partner up. And so um, we are actually opening a new store in Kansas city, Missouri, up North um, Proud Souls Barbecue KC. And so I'm, I'm officially working for that crew now. And, uh, and it's, it's awesome. They've got two stores in the Denver area. And uh, we're going to open up a third location in Kansas City. Um, so it's been really a really exciting six months. I had to keep that secret for quite some time. So um, I'm just glad well, we were finally able to congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. So, yeah, the restaurant business, I've got a lot of friends that have barbecue restaurants. Uh, one, of my, one, of my, one of my really good friends is Mike Johnson from Sugar Fire um, in St. Louis. And he's got Sugar Fires all over the country. Uh, and even Mike's always like, Bird, do not. Do not do that. <laughs> so I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to put in the time for that. And running a barbecue store, um, supply store is, is enough. It's enough. See, Leanne, I told you he was a really sharp guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so you, you're continually, I mean, you're hitting the competition circuit pretty hard. Um, are you going to continue to do so when, once the store opens in Kansas City? Um, I mean, for the first year, I probably won't hit it as hard, but that was one of the really attractive things with this partnership was, um, Tony, um, Roberts, uh, the main, one of the main owners of crowd souls, you know, he, he brought me on the crew to do what I do best and that's promote and market and do events and, and go out and compete and put our name out there. And so they want me to continue to do what I do and that's, uh, competing. And, you know, this year, um, when I left, um, the other store um, in April, kind of when the season was just getting going, um, I decided to hit it hard. So I think we just completed our 21st contest for this toy year. Um, and we've got about 10 more to go. And, you know, that includes both Royals and the Jack and um, some other big and the world championships in November. So, um, you know, I think we're number six in, in toy right now in team of the year. So I'm just trying to, you know, try to see if I can sneak in one or two more GCs and see if we can finish up there in the top five, maybe top three. Yeah, that's great. 
So we need to check something right now. You're you're one of the judges, Leanne, at the World Food Championships. Are we bribing oh, you? Are we bribing <laughs> you today? <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to going there. They're going to have, uh, yeah, a few of us out there. It's going to be fun. I was out there last year. That's quite the event, I must say, as is the Jack and the Royal. I'll see you at the Royal and you'll be at the yeah. Invitational and the Open out there. I will be, yes. And you made the you made the draw for the Jack, too. Finally, after after 18 grand championships and seven years, I finally I finally got my name drawn. That so. is amazing. I mean, what are the odds of that? I, that's just extreme. I mean, I felt bad because I was like in the draw three times and I didn't get it. And I was like, you know, I finally made it in. But uh, 18. Well, good for you. So uh, good yeah, luck in that as well. Uh, yeah, so, thank you. Uh, how your line of products? What are you carrying right now? Like, what? How many rubs do you have? Do you have any sauces? Yeah, so I we have uh, we have six rubs on the market right now, um, and uh, we have the original, we have our sweet, we have our red hot, um, we have our SPG, we have our American Pie, and our newest one is our Smoke Show. Um, sauces, uh, my co-packer that does my rubs, um, Old World Spices, they. Um, weren't in the sauce business until now they they kind of uh, they bought out head country so they now have access to those um to those uh the plant there where they where they make mm -hmm. their sauces um so we are in discussions for 23 to come out with a couple sauces ourselves for her delicious fantastic very good what's been the biggest part of your learning curve you're a retired teacher so you obviously got a handle on that but uh rich what's the what's been the toughest part for you in all this um probably being away from family um you know it's it's uh you're, you're definitely you're definitely on the road a lot you know when i was a college head wrestling coach you know i had to be out recruiting all the time and um traveling and and our kids were young then. And so it was a little harder to do that then. And just, you're, you're giving up a lot of time. And, uh, you know, I struggled with that. It was, it was tough. It's tough on everybody. And, uh, I think now that our kids are older, it's a little better. Um, and then just, just staying on top of everything. I mean, sometimes I, I feel like, you know, like this week and next week, I can assure you that's how I'm going to feel is, you know, mm. you're being pulled, you know, 30,000 different directions. I mean, I think I've got four of these interviews just this week um, on top of preparing for a contest this weekend um, and getting ready for next weekend, you know, cause it's not, it's not even next weekend. It's all of next week. The Royal That's pretty much right. consumed the entire, the entire week. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, uh, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot on your plate. It's a lot to keep in your head and keep organized. And uh, on top of that, we're entering the party of the year. And so, there's a lot happening, a lot going on there um, that you got to keep track of. So you need a personal assistant. Yeah. I mean, that would help. I mean, my wife does help with a lot of that stuff. Um, since, you know, she, she works with, with her delicious full time. So she helps me with a lot of those side things um, and take some of that off my plate. But yeah, I mean, we, I could use a few more. <laughs> <laughs> always an extra set of hands is always very helpful. You know, very helpful. Very. I, I don't compete, but I I do cook, and um, whenever you can get you know free labor, it's always good. Uh, that's exactly. been exactly that's been my motto for a long time. 
We are talking with Richard Fergaloa from Fergalicious Barbecue in uh, Kansas. You said Olathe. Olathe's got a, I don't know if they're still there, but I used to buy boots from the Olathe Boot Company years ago. So just a little trivia question there. Our uh, tidbit there. But they made great boots. I don't know how they did with their barbecue, but they made great boots. Anyway, we are going to take we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Richard Fergaloa from Fergalicious Barbecue in Kansas. Right after this, please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation, and I've got a little update for you. As you know, if you've been watching the news, Hurricane Ian is pounding florida in various areas and i got a message from our friend stan hayes from operation barbecue relief stan's trucks are already up on the tennessee georgia line ready to go down into florida they expect to be there for two to three weeks and they have the capacity to serve up to sixty thousand meals a day that's right sixty thousand meals a day but they're going to need a little help so I'm letting all you folks know that listen to our show that you can help them. Uh, if you want to sign up for, as a volunteer or if you want to donate, just go to obr.org, obr.org. Of course, that's Operation Barbecue Relief. You can also share this out uh, with your friends, family, maybe even your local media. With the increased cost of fuel and food, this will be one of their most costly deployments down there. So Stan Hayes and his crew at OBR are going to need a little support, and I encourage you all to reach out and help them. Again, just go to OBR.org, and you can volunteer, or you can send them some money, or you can at least just wish them well. We're talking with uh, Richard Fergola today from Fergalicious Barbecue there in Kansas. Um, tell us about your process, Rich, when you're getting ready to go how you told us before we actually started recording today about you were you know going through selecting pork butts and different things like that uh give our listeners an idea of what you do to get prepped to go to a competition yeah um it's it's pretty extensive um uh, you know i've got the probably the world's greatest pork sponsor and pray fresh and you know that's what i'm doing right now i'm literally standing out here with four cases of pork shoulders um, and I'm picking through them and, you know, finding out what I want to use for the Royal and just, you know, I think, I think the lesson behind, behind that piece is, is preparation. Um, you know, the it's a barbecue contest, uh, not saying that you can't uh, just go pick something out of the grocery store and, and, you know, just show up and cook. I mean, there's a lot of people that do that. Um, but when you're wanting to compete at a high level and you're wanting to do really well, um, preparation is key. And if you are going to show up to a contest like the American Royal, where you're going to have, you know, the, the, not just the nations, but the world's best cooks there, um, you need to have, you need to have something prepared, something ready, and you need to bring your, your A game. And so that's, you know, that's what I'm doing right now. As far as just a normal week of contest, um, you know, getting the trailer clean, uh, re, 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 uh, filling it with supplies, 
making sure the smoker's clean and back and ready to go, uh, getting all my meats in order. Um, yesterday was Sunday, so I get all my butts and ribs and, and briskets out of the freezer and they're, they're in the, the fridge, uh, you know, getting ready. Um, tomorrow we'll pick up chicken and our garnish and we'll get that home. And then Wednesday morning we trim. So Wednesday morning is, is my trim day. Um, Tuesdays we make sauces and then uh, Thursdays we make injections and, and then Friday we hit the road and we're ready to roll. So um, there's a whole plan in place. Uh, everything's got its, you know, got its uh, place and we try to stick to that and stay in order and, and uh, execute our execute every mark. So when we show up at a contest, you know, it's flawless and uh, it's stress-free. That's always what I say to people is when you're at a contest, if you can remain stress-free and stay consistent, then you've got a good chance of being successful. You know, there's a lot of people that go to these contests and they, they strive to be the best and, you know, get their GCs and uh, like yourself and you're very consistent. You win a lot. How did you get to that level? Like how did you learn what sauces, rubs to use methods, cookers? Um, There had to be something that brought you to that next level. Uh, did you go to other cookers and have them help you out, give you tips? Did you learn online? Are you self-taught? Like, how did you get to the level that you're at? Yeah. Um, I've never officially taken a class. Um, never done that. Um, you know, you, you listen, you put your ear to the ground, you, you, you learn things. Um, you know, I, I had an opportunity to learn some things from uh, Tim Grant from TrueBud, probably one of the greatest teams of all time. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, other than that, just trial and error, you know, learning. Um, and, you know, when I started developing my own rubs, I mean, I wanted to make sure that they were world-class product um, that could go to these events and, and win. And I think we've proven that. Um, and, you know, you just got to keep cooking. You know, a lot of people that come and take my comp classes, you know, they'll say, Oh, we cook, you know, three, three or four comps a year. And I'm like, you know, then I'll ask them, what's your goal? Is your, is your goal just to go do that and have fun? If it is, that's fine. Um, but if your goal is to hear your name called and have people handing you checks and trophies and, and to be one of the best teams in the world, um, three or four times a year is not going to do it because you're not getting in a rhythm. Um, and I feel like that's an important thing is getting in a rhythm, getting in a routine, um, that's why, you know, people, some people ask me if I'm competing this weekend, the weekend before the Royal, and I go, absolutely. I want to stay in my routine. Um, so that when I show up at the Royal, because when I'm at the Royal, as you will know, Leanne, it's a crazy, it's a crazy place. There's lots of distractions, Absolutely. Um, you know, not, not, not just, not just from a party standpoint, but everybody's there. And so there are people that want to see you while you're there because they may not see you any other time of the year. So, um, you know, when I'm doing my prep, uh, I basically have to have my wife or somebody that's with me, you know, tell people to come back, you know, at this time, that's when I'll be done so that I can just do that and not be bothered at all. So, um, you know, that, that's, those are all little steps that you take to, you know, make sure you can be successful at that level and, and, and consistent. I go back to that same word. You got to be consistent. You got to, um, you got to learn how not to chase your tail. You know, if you're running, running a flavor profile and it's not hitting, um, you know, don't, don't change automatically. You know, I mean, for example, my last four contests in chicken, I changed something four contests ago and we went first place with a 180. We went third place. We were one nine from a 180. We went second place. We were one nine from a 180. And then this last weekend I got 14th in chicken. So 
that's a perfect example of how not to panic. You know, I know my chicken profile hit three out of those four comps. I'm not going to go and change anything. I'm going to run it again this weekend. You know, so just little things like that and understanding that psychology of competition barbecue um, can really definitely help improve your game. We're going to take a break. Excuse me. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks. And we're going to come back with uh, Richard Fergaloa from Fergalicious Barbecue in just a couple minutes. Please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation, and my friends down at Smoky Bones have come up with a great summer special for you. For a limited time, get the Rib Feast for only $19.99. Now, Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread, and a drink, and that's when you actually eat at the restaurant. Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, well, they have about 63 locations from Illinois all the way down to Florida, and they bring you fire-grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner, and it's great stuff. So find a Smoky Bones near you and enjoy their summer rib feast special, only $19.99. That's Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. And the name is Fergola. How's that? I got it. There you go. You got <laughs> it out there. That's it. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, as always, for supporting this show. And some of the actual best beef in the country is Painted Hills Natural Beef, just like your grandfather used to raise, if he raised cattle. Um, you can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And also, Gunter Wilhelm Knives, uh, excellent knives. Uh, great efficiency. They hold an edge. They're well balanced. They work for me. They work for Leanne. They work for Meathead. Uh, they work for a lot of people. So you can check them out online at uh, GunterWilhelm.com. And of course, one time really quickly here before we get back to Rich, uh, you can find us uh, on most all platforms, uh, whether you use Apple products or you got a Android or whatever, we're out there. You can find us. All you got to do is is if you're going to search, just do Barbecue Nation, BBQ Nation, JT, and that'll bring it up. Anyway, we are talking with Rich Fergola. See, I got it twice in a row now, buddy. And, there you go. You got it. You're on a roll now. I'm on a roll. Watch out world uh, from Fergalicious Barbecue. When you're, when you're prepping, and I know we don't get too much down into the real minutia of this very often, but I'm really curious because of your success. Walk us through the trim process. Now, if somebody doesn't know what that is and they're flipping channels right now, Rich is going to tell us how he preps his, uh, well, let's just take brisket. He might not tell us. He might not. (laughs) Well, when I'm talking about trimming, uh, you know, no secret ingredients here, but uh, uh, give us the overview of that. Yeah, sure. Uh, You know, it's uh, when you're trimming, when you're trimming for a barbecue competition, it's important to, that you are always aware of what exactly your what is, what is your end result? What is it that you are trying to achieve with that with that trim method that you're going for? Um, you know, for chicken uh, example, um, I'm looking for similarity in size. I'm looking for similarity in weight. 
I'm looking to take off the stuff that I don't necessarily want, um, that I don't want the judges to have. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm looking for uniformity is, is what I'm really going for. Um, and then um, with ribs, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, I'm looking for uniformity in that rib. You know, a lot of people, when they come to my class for the first time, they always kind of freak out because they're like watching me trim all this stuff off. Um, and I'm like, well, I want, I want it to cook evenly. And I, I, I'm only concerned about the parts that I want. Um, so I really have to take my ribs, those slabs down to the parts that I want to turn in for a barbecue contest. Sure. And so that's, that's, a, that's an important thing. And you really got to know the anatomy of your ribs um, to get, to get that where you want it um, through the marbling, through the thickness, um, all those things come into play. They're all very vari- variables for that. Um, so when I'm trimming that, I'm trying to get any surface fat off that's uh, visible, you know, that's going to, that's going to make the appearance look different. Um, I try to get rid of that and get down to the brass tacks of the rib that I want. And I do four slabs of ribs for a contest. And, uh, you know, it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty, ribs are pretty easy. And same thing with butts. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams out there that do butts, they take the bone out. Um, now with the way the new KTBS rule is on pork, um, now a lot of guys are just hacking off with money muscle and just cooking that by itself, um, which I've done this year. And I will do a couple of those at the Royal too, just to have some extra monies on hand. But um, you're exposing that money. You're exposing the, piece, the pieces that you want to get to get smoked to and get color to. And then with brisket, um, I'm trimming down, I'm, I'm separating the flat and the point and I'm trimming that flat down to box width for me. And uh, I don't really cook the point anymore. Um, I only cook the flat and turn in slices. Um, I have a whole philosophy on that too, but um, you know, it's all about cleaning it up, um, looking, making sure that when you put that on the pit, it's going to cook clean. It's going to cook even. You're going to get smoke and color and flavor on all the parts that you want. So that when you turn that in, the judges, they, they get the best. Well, I saw on your, on your website that you work with Green Mountain Grills. They're a great grill. Uh, are, is that what you're using in comp now? Is a pellet smoker or what are you using? No, um, I, I am an ambassador for Green Mountain. Um, I do a lot of that stuff in the backyard here at home. Um, but I've been competing on the same type of pit for, oh, this is probably my seventh season now. Um, I, I compete on a Myron Mixon uh, gravity feed smoker. Okay. So it's, it's, charcoal and, it's charcoal and wood, and it's also a water cooker. Um, but it's, uh, it feeds itself. So I've got like a barbecue guru uh, fan system because it's a fully insulated smoker. And uh, um, I love it. It's won me a world championship. It's won me a lot of every grand championship I've won has been on, on that poker. Uh, so I love it. It's mounted to the back of our, of our porch on our trailer. And uh, I set my temperature on that guru and it just does its thing, you know, just, and the water pan is phenomenal. Um, really makes a huge difference in a lot of areas, uh, heat balance, um, moisture, uh, the color, everything. Fantastic. Cool. Well, you said you uh, don't cook the points. So, are you when you're when you're looking at uh, briskets and I'm to take with you? How many are you taking? And and are you go ahead and are you trimming the flat off before you go? And then uh, are you just uh, taking the whole thing and cutting it there so you know exactly what you want, how it looks and feels that day? 
Oh, I do. I do all trimming at my house. Um, I don't trim anything on site. Um, so like I said earlier on Wednesday mornings is when I do my trimming. Um, so on Wednesday mornings, that's when I have all my, my meats laid out and I'm ready to roll. For example, for the next month or so, I've already trimmed, I've already trimmed all my briskets. So all my briskets for the Royal trend, all my briskets for the Jack is trimmed. And so I basically got a freezer full of cryovac, um, <laughs> snake river farms, gold wagyu uh, points. Um, but I, I've just, I think we've gotten to a point now where, uh, no pun intended that, um, I think the snake river farms, gold briskets are so good. Their points are so good. They're so well marbled, um, that you can turn in six of the best burn ins in the world. And I think we still have some judges that struggle with that, um, with that texture. They don't, I don't think they understand like when it's melting in your mouth like that, but that's a good thing. I think sometimes it gets interpreted as fatty. Um, but that's just kind of what I've noticed the trend over the last couple of years is I, I think some judges struggle to judge really good burn in. So I just decided to just leave them out. So I'm just giving them, you know, six, seven, eight, nine of the best slices I can turn in. And it's really fared well for me. So um, I think right now in brisket, I think I've moved into the number 10 brisket team in the world. So. Well, yeah, something's, to be said for that certainly <laughs> it's yeah i mean yeah. it's just you know you just got to pay attention to the trends and and uh i mean i i love cooking the burn ends and i think they're fantastic i just think that um i just think it's harder for them to judge so how does it differ from what you cook at home i mean just tuesday night you're not going out this week to a comp or anything so how how does that how does that balance with each other are you doing the exact same thing at home for your family or are you toning down the seasoning are you are you shortening the cook times i mean what are you doing there because that's something that people that listen to this show rich uh have asked me you know they're like well you talk to a, a lot of competition people but we're never going to do that so you know what are we doing at home type thing sure sure yeah um when i cook at home no i i it's different um i'm not being as aggressive on my trimming um I'm not, I'm not using all the different flavor profiles. I'm, I, I simplify it. Uh, I, I cook in the smoke a little bit longer than I do, be, you know, before I wrap um, than I would in a competition. Um, so, and I'll, I'll push the temps a little further, a little harder than I would in a competition uh, because, you know, I don't have to worry about my family taking one bite and writing a score down. So, right. uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving them some really, really, really good backyard barbecue. And, and typically when I'm at home, I'm cooking on my drum or I'm cooking on my, my GMG pellet grill. Uh, so different flavor profiles there than what my competition pit does. Sure. So yeah. your competition pit, this, I find this interesting because I bring a, a whole bunch of different cookers uh, to comps because I like certain meats on certain cookers and you can vary your temperatures, whatever. Um, sure. So you're cooking all of your meat on one cooker. Yep. And are you using like a key temp or like 275 or are you, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, what are I, you doing? I cook, I cook everything at 275. Um, my smoker is running at 275 for the entire competition. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, it is a water cooker. So it has a water pan in the bottom, um, which is a huge, it's a huge factor in that cook. Um, and I use pecan wood only. Um, it's uh and I is very aged. So I have, a, I mentioned my, my porch monster earlier, uh, Vaughn wood products out of Missouri. They, they give me all my wood. And so 
what I do is I have wood, like I have wood in my garage right now that I will use for next season. And so it's aging right now. Um, so the wood I'm using now, I got over a year ago and let it age. So I get good smoke. I get good color. But the thing about pecan is, is it's not, it's not overly smoky. Um, it's not like it's from the same family as hickory, but hickory is a lot more bold. Um, so I use pecan and, uh, you know, and I use Royal Oak lump charcoal. So, um, I don't really, I don't push the smoke super hard. I mean, I'm using little tiny uh, chunks, maybe the width of my two fingers and, uh, I'm giving it, I'm giving it the color it needs and I'm giving it the, the little blast of smoke that it needs, but I'm not overpowering it. And I think that's where sometimes people that are getting into competition barbecue uh, make their first mistake is they feel like they got to be, you know, tossing tons of wood in this I fire. Um, and fire management is probably one of the main things I talk about in my comp classes or any class backyard or comp, um, you know, cause whether you're cooking in your backyard for your family or you're cooking at the American Royal for a world championship, I mean, you still got to know how to run proper fire and, make sure that you're, you know, it's getting oxygen that it needs. And so, so that you're not seeing any smoke coming out of your, out of your stack, you know, and that means you're running clean and that, you know, your food's going to be banging. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Richard Fergola. Let's see. I you got it. I did, did it, it that time you did it uh, from Fergalicious barbecue down. Uh, Rich lives a, a little ways down kind of South and West from Kansas city, but he is all over the map. So we'll be right back on barbecue nation. Please stay with us. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, I wanted to let you know that we've added another feature here on Barbecue Nation. Our good friend Kel Phelps from Barbecue News Magazine and the NBBQA will be sharing with us here on the show twice a month update stories, news features, and upcoming events from both NBBQA and the Barbecue Magazine. So without any further ado, here's Kel Phelps. Hey, welcome y'all. I'm Kel Phelps, publisher of the Barbecue News Magazine and managing partner of the National Barbecue and Grilling Association. Hey, thanks for listening, and here's what's smoking now. The American Royal Barbecue Hall of Fame inducted their 2022 class on October 1st. John Marcus of Manhattan, New York, Ed Mitchell from Wilson, North Carolina, Joe Traeger from Mount Angel, Oregon, and Leanne Whippin from Tampa, Florida were all inducted in recognition of their notable impact on the barbecue craft through achievement and service. Additionally, Bobby Mueller from Taylor, Texas, Karen Putman from Kansas City, Missouri, and Adam Scott, Goldsboro, North Carolina, have all been selected as legacy members to the Hall of Fame as well. Congrats to each and every one of you on this monumental achievement. The National Barbecue and Grilling Association has released details about their 2023 upcoming National Conference and Expo. Orlando, Florida will be the location for the February 15th through the 18th event. And you can find more details on this event at their website, mbbqa.org. Be sure to have lots more information coming about this event as well. Are you serious about your barbecue and grilling game but looking to dive a little deeper? Man, we'd love to have you join up with us at the National Barbecue and Grilling Association. Learn more now at mbbqa.org. Hey, thanks as always for listening. And until next time, you guys keep it smoking. 
If you would like more information regarding either Barbecue News Magazine or the NBBQA, just go to barbecuenews.com or nbbqa.org. Simple as that. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Hall of Famer Ms. Leanne Whippen. Um, and if all you folks are headed to Kansas City here in a week or so, <laughs> you're going to run into Leanne probably, and you're going to run into Richard probably, and you won't run into me because I won't be there this year. But <laughs> we'll miss you. You'll miss me. Mm-hmm. I know. You say that to me once in a while. You know? I do. I do. Yeah. I miss my my charm and my um, debonair. Yes. Is that the right word for me? <laughs> debonair? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Rich, you were talking about, you know, no bark on your, on the, the, your wood and stuff and that you use a, a, a lump charcoal from, I think you said Kingsford. No, Royal Oak. No, uh, Royal Oak. No, excuse Royal. me. Excuse me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Bad Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did it take you to really figure out your fire management? This is a question I wanted to follow up on from the last segment because what I've seen uh, is sometimes people hit it right on the money and then other times, no pun intended, they're kind of all over the map. So how long did it take you to uh, to kind of get that nailed down? Um, it's, it's not something that you learn overnight, for sure. Um, it, it probably took me it probably took me a few years to really, you know, get settled in and, and understand the airflow and the oxygen and running the dampers and, um, you know, looking for that clean and also just tasting things, you know, and tasting what uh, too much smoke uh, tastes like and what, you know, the, the mild tastes like, and just getting that, that palate formed and understanding, you know, what, what, what it's supposed to be like. And so I, it took a few years. Was that a big job for you? And, I, and let me finish that question. You just said something that I found uh, very indicative of all this, getting that palate right. Um, you know, when somebody walks in off the street and they you hand them a rib from a competition, that's probably not what they're used to if they've never done it before. So how much palate exercise, meaning how much did you have to eat to get this nailed down uh, to where you, you thought you had it? Um, you know, again, it's probably a few years. Um, you know, you just gotta, you gotta keep playing with it. You gotta, and that's cooking all meats, you know, whether it's chicken wings or, or pork loins or pork butts or ribs or briskets or whatever, you really got to put that time in to kind of understand, you know, what that is that you're looking for. And I think, I think that palate is definitely something that you have to get. And, you know, people always ask me, what, what, what's your favorite you know, what's your favorite barbecue to eat? And I'm like, I really don't go eat barbecue that often um, just because I'm around it so much, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't, and when you've got your fa- a face buried in a, in a smoker as much as, as much as I do, you kind of just, you know, you want to go eat tacos or you want to go eat, uh, you know, Chinese pizza food. or yeah. Chinese food. Yeah. I love Chinese food. So, you know, just trying to, trying to stay on top of all that, you know, I think we're at, I'm at a point now where, I mean, I've got a pretty good understanding of what, what I'm trying to hit, what I'm looking for. Um, and you know, I know when I, when I do hit it and I know when I don't hit it. So. It gets a little easier, I think. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean, you know, it's like anything, you know, the more you do it, the more, the more time you put into it. I mean, I think it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of of the conversation is 
you know, uh, everybody talks about practice. For me, it's not really practice because I don't, I don't really practice competition at home. Um, I think when you're in a, in a contest, you're, that's your learning ground right there, you know, because you got, you're under the gun, you got, you got timeframes you got to uh, meet. Um, and, you know, you still got to be able to attack and hit every mark that you set forth for yourself for that contest. And I think that's where it's the hardest place to do when you're at home, you don't have any of those pressures. And I don't think you can, you can learn as much, you know, only thing you can learn at home is, okay, it's going to take me approximately this much time to do this, um, profile that I've been working on, um, and whatnot. And, but when you're under the gun, that's when you're really learning. That's the, the best, that's the best learning place. Obviously you've never been to my house because I always seem to be under time constraints, especially around the holidays, family pressure, timeline, <laughs> family pressure time, you know, and they're uh, all standing in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Richard, you've taught some classes. I know. Um, do you have any upcoming classes uh, that you're going to be teaching? Uh, yes. I just, uh, just at the end of the week, last week, um, I just announced my um, three dates for uh, my competition class is going to be at our new store here in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, all of that you can find on my website at sugarliciousbarbecue.com. It's all on my, all my social media. Uh, but we'll be doing um, a date in December, a date in January, and a date in February. So, um, like I said, all that can be found on our website, um, and all the registration can be can be uh, handled there too. And isn't it a little cold in Kansas City then? <laughs> Yeah, but that's the best time for comp classes, you know, because you can, uh, um, you know, you're, it's basically the off season. So people have, you know, they have the time to go do that where we're not, you know, messing with contests or anything like that. Real quick, Rich, where can people find you, find out about you, if they need to contact you or they want to? How do they do that? Um, so on social media platforms, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, are under Fergalicious Barbecue, and that is Fergalicious with an O. Um, and we also have our website at fergaliciousbarbecue.com. Um, you can order all of our products from there as well as find out anything else that's going on. There you go. Rich, thanks for being on the show today. And, uh, and like uh, I- best of luck at the Royal, at the Jack, at the Worlds. I'll see you at two out of the three. So um, awesome. Awesome. Luck. It's all good. All right. Thank you very much. You bet. We'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation with Leanne and myself. Until then, remember our motto here. Turn it. Don't burn it. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.